So I set up a Pandora station this week. Actually, I think I set it up like years ago, but I haven't listened to it in a long time because it's Christmas music, and I don't listen to Christmas music all year. Some people do. Some people are called weird. Um, but I was listening to the Christmas songs, and, and I was reminded of something that maybe you've been reminded of. Um, I know all the goofy ones. And, uh, and I got to thinking about something, and so I thought I would share this with you this evening, what I was thinking about. And that is this. In the book of Hebrews in the Bible, it starts off saying that God at various times has spoken to his people in various ways, through prophets and through the scriptures, etc. And the book of Hebrews goes on to talk about how Jesus is better than the prophets. Because Jesus is the word of God, not just the guy speaking some words. Um, he talks about how he's better, Jesus is better than uh, angels, and how he's better than Moses, and how he's better than the Sabbath day. And I thought of something that I wanted to share with you today, and that is this. I believe this with all my heart. Jesus is better than Santa Claus. Now, some people might disagree and be like, wait a minute, Santa Claus is pretty awesome. I'm not anti-Santa. I'm not. Um, I've just seen a lot of people get confused between God and Santa. I've talked to people and they got all upset about stuff um, because they got confused. Now, both of them have been pictured with beards, but Jesus is the skinny one. Santa is the fat one. Okay, that's generally how they, people differentiate. Um, this is pretty much because Santa eats your cookies and Jesus won't. That's not one of my reasons that Jesus is better than Santa, um, in case you're keeping track. Nonetheless, a lot of people get this confused. Years ago, I was um, doing a chapel for a bunch, of, um, a bunch of Girl Scouts at camp, and these Girl Scouts, there was a Girl Scout, and she was standing out in front of the chapel, and she was doing what I called chapeltude, where she'd stand like this, <sighs> breathe heavily. <sighs> and I said, hey, come on in, it's time for chapel. And she goes, <sighs> is this a God thing? And I said, we might talk about him. And she goes, well, I don't believe in God. I found this interesting, so I said, well, why not? And she said, because I prayed for something once, and God didn't give it to me, so I don't believe in him anymore. And this shocked me, because that, I realized at that point that I don't have to believe in my mom. got really worried if my mom actually existed. If my mom didn't exist, then maybe I don't exist. And I'm freaking out. Just because he didn't do what she wanted, she said, I don't believe him. So she was confused, right? She got confused between Santa and God. So I thought I would um, set out this evening to prove my point that Santa is better, or sorry, that Jesus is better than Santa. I got confused there because I looked at my notes. Always a mistake. Jesus is better than Santa. Now, some of you are saying, well, how do you prove that? Well, I decided that the Bible is called the canon of Scripture. That's how we know things about God. And so I said, well, what's the canon of Santa Claus? So I went back to the very foundation of what I know about Santa Claus, and that is this. You better watch out. You better not cry. You better not pout. And I'm telling you why, because Santa Claus is coming to town. Sounds like a hitman. So um, Santa Claus is coming down. I use that as the canon of proof about Santa Claus, what we know to be true about Santa Claus. Because every country artist has come up with some new Santa Claus mountain song that doesn't make any sense and doesn't fit in with the canon of Santa, which is Santa Claus is coming to town. So Santa is coming. That's one thing we know. 
and we know when. Amen? No question about that. Now, we don't know when Jesus is returning. He said he would come back, but he said, but of the day and of the hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, my Father only. So um, we know that uh, they're both coming back, so they have that in common. So let's go to some basic things about Santa. You better watch out. You better watch out. I don't want to go any further than that. Then you better watch out. This concerns me. You better watch out. Like I said, it kind of sounds like a hitman. I think the reason I think that is because this kid I went on this trip with one time, went on a youth trip, and we brought this kid, actually two guys, and they would sing the Santa Claus song, Santa Claus is Coming Down, but they boiled it down to its purest form, and this is how it went. I'll sing it for you now. You better watch out. You better watch out. You better watch out. You better watch out. You had better watch out. That was how they sang it. And ever since, I think that's really the gist of the song. You better watch out because you better watch out. We watch out for things that are going to harm us, things like that. Now, in the New Testament, in the Bible, both Paul and Peter, Paul in the book of Ephesians and Peter in 2 Peter, I believe, told us to be watchful. Now, it's different to be watchful than to watch out. For example, my daughters today were on the, on the lookout. They were being watchful for the coming of the grandparents. All of them. Pretty spectacular. In fact, we had to take a picture of one of them who was being watchful, and all we saw was feet by the front window. Just feet. Because certain person in our house is always inverted. She'll be a genius because all the blood in her head all the time. But by hanging out by the front window, watchful. When I was in college, this girl got drunk and tried to drive her car into the front of our house. That's watch out. When we saw headlights, we heard screeching, we saw headlights coming toward our front window. We were not on the couch for very long. We were not being watchful. We were, watch out! Um, So, there's a difference. Well, being watchful is a good thing. Watch out is, watch out ain't so good. When someone yells watch out, it's not because something good is happening. So, therefore, Jesus is better than Santa. Yes. Now, some of you say, well, that's weak. Okay, I started with my weak one because I wanted to get you with the good stuff. Santa is using this as behavioral modification and manipulation. You better not pout. You better not cry. You better not. And we all know, he never says it, but we know what he's saying. What happens if you don't? No presents for you. My sister was babysitting some kids one time. Their names were Tony and Gino Fassati. And they lived on my street. And my sister was babysitting them. And they were being naughty. And so she did what any teenage babysitter would do. She threatened to call Santa Claus. Because a Santa can use behavioral manipulation, so can she. So she called up the number for time, 8531212. And she called, and they're like, you're not calling Santa, you're faking it. And they grabbed the phone from her, and she's like, I'm talking to Mrs. Claus. And they're grabbing the phone from her, and they grabbed, they heard this voice, you know, at the tone, and they freaked out. She is talking to Mrs. Claus. She used Santa quite effectively on those poor children. Unfortunately, many people have used Jesus in the same way, religious leaders and parents have used Jesus as a uh, method of behavioral modification out of fear that you won't get what you want. But you see, here's the thing. Jesus is not about uh, transforming your behavior or changing your behavior, but transforming your life. 
transforming your life. Transformation is better than modification. Transformation is better than modification. Think about it. If you have an old VW Rabbit circa 1984, what would you rather it be? Modified or transformed into a Ferrari? Transformation is better than modification. Therefore, Jesus is better than Santa. Now, some of you are saying, well, that's just one area. All right. Santa is there to give you what you want. You know this because when you sat on his lap, what did he say to you? And, he always starts off with and, I don't know why. And what do you want for Christmas? He always says the same two things. That's the second thing he always says. And what do you, and what do you want for Christmas? That's what he always says. What do you want? My younger sister told my mother something one time, and I thought this was quite, quite ingenious, and I appreciated that she said it. She said this. Christmas is not forgetting what you need. It's forgetting what you want. That's why we don't give people underwear. Well, actually, somebody did get some underwear. This um, Disposable underwear. This. But anyway, um, keeps giving, that underwear has been given away so many times. But anyway, the... Um, Christmas, he says, she said, was forgetting what you want and not what you need. See, here's the thing. Santa is all about giving you what you want. Jesus is about giving us what we need. Getting what you need is better than getting what you want. And some of you say, oh, no, that can't be true. Yes, it is, because when you're in the desert, you may have wanted a whole bunch of money, and you must have wanted to win the lottery, but what did you need? You need some water, because what you need is more important than what you want. Some people get all bent out of shape and they think that God is supposed to give them whatever they want. Well, I prayed for this and he didn't give it. God God gave them this and not me. That's Santa. That always got me bent out of shape when I was a kid when I saw my friend get something awesome and I was like, they got something awesome and I got a fruit dehydrator. Actually, the fruit dehydrator was awesome, but... um, But the bike that the friend got was pretty cool, too. You know, you start thinking, what the... People get confused and they start thinking that God is about providing for what they want, but um, that's not what he's about. He's about providing for what we need and what he knows we need, not what, what we think we need. So if Jesus provides what we need and Santa provides what we want, then Jesus is better than Santa. Now, further on down in our um, canon of Santa, it says this. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He's a creepy stalker, yes. No, Santa sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. So the song claims that Santa has a degree of supernatural knowledge. He knows things and he sees things. Some would say that makes him omniscient, which means all-seeing, all-seeing, all-knowing, having all knowledge. Now, we know that God, according to the Bible, is omniscient. God has all knowledge. Santa is not omniscient. Now, some people would say, but it says he sees you when you're sleeping, he knows when you're awake. But I have two reasons that I know that Santa is not omniscient. Number one, I sat on his lap. Before he asked me what I wanted for Christmas, he asked me this question. What's your name? Now, some people would say, well, you understand there's Santa's helpers. That's not the actual Santa. Okay, for those people, let's go back to the song. I can remember what the song says. Oh, wait. 
he's making a list, and he's checking it twice because he's fallible, and he knows he might make a mistake. He's like, I better check this list twice. Check the list twice because he is fallible. He is not omniscient. See, uh, Jesus lived a perfect, sinless life. He didn't have to double-check anything to make sure he was right. He was always right with the Father. In fact, we're told in the Bible, he, sa- that it's, it's, he says, um, I always do the things that please my Father. We know that when he was examined before he was crucified, that those who examined him said, we can find no fault in this man. Santa, however, has to check his list twice. Therefore, Jesus is better than Santa. So he's making a list, and he's checking it twice. Why? It tells us. Because he's going to find out who's naughty and nice. It also says he knows if you've been bad or good, so be good for goodness sake. Scary song. See, because here's the thing. Santa judges us based on our own righteous deeds. In other words, Santa says, how good have you been? How good have you been? That's what Santa bases his judgment on, how good you are. Now, this is a big problem because um, we know what the Bible tells us. And that is that God gave us a gift, his son, not based on our own worthiness, but despite our worthiness. In fact, the Bible tells us that there's no one good, there's not one, and it doesn't take very long to figure that one out, that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But it also tells us this. In Romans 5, 8, it says, But God demonstrated his own love toward us, and that while we are still sinners, Christ died for us. See, Santa gave you give gifts based on how good you were, and he might give you some coal if you were, uh, you know, naughty or nothing. But God gave us a free gift, not based on how good we are, but based on how good he is. A gift of salvation, saved from the punishment for sin that we deserve, saved from the power of sin, that, that, the sin that rules over us, saved from the preoccupation with sin. We don't have to all the time be thinking like, have I done enough good things to balance out the bad things? I was uh, reading this week that, the, um, oh, what was the guy's name? The guy that predicted the world was going to end twice last year and was wrong. No, not Nostradamus. The other guy, the guy that was on the radio. Harold Camping. Harold Camping. Um, he predicted the world's going to die end twice last year and was wrong twice. Shocking. Like everyone else who's predicted the world was going to end in the past. They've all been wrong. Anyway, because like we said, you know, nobody knows the day or the hour. So anyway, uh, there was an interview with some, one of his followers. And one of his followers said, well... You know, Harold, he made some mistakes, but I think his good outweighed the bad, so I think he's going to make it to heaven. And I thought, how tragic. He's dealing with Santa Claus. He's, that's his idea. He's going to get into heaven because he did more good than bad. He's not going to get coal in his stocking. He's going to get good. St- but that's not what the Bible says. That's not what it says about God. It says that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. It's a free gift, not something we earn. Free. Free. Why does he give it to us freely? Because he loves us. And then he's not finished at that point. Then he wants to transform us into the image of his son. He wants to um, make a, do a new work in us. He wants us to be with him for eternity because the message is very simple. From, from beginning to end of the Bible, it's one very simple message. Uh, amazing thick book. You can study it your whole life, but the message is very simple that God created us to be with him, but we 
are, are sinners. We choose to do the opposite of what God says. But God loved us so much that he would send his son to die in our place. To pay the price for sin once and for all. That if we would just believe in him. And maybe that's the word that gets people mixed up with Santa Claus. If we just believe him. Believe in him. Believe that he was who he said he was. And believe that he did what he said that he did. That we would be saved. An amazing message of a free gift. Because if you pay for your gift, it's not free, is it? Free gift. So therefore, once again, in case you missed it the first six times, Jesus is better than Santa. Amen?